overtime pay and for trying to evade federal income taxes, a diamond revealed Friday for the arrest of 49-year-old Lawrence Smith from Perry Hall. Starting Monday, the nearly 200 residents of a Baltimore County peninsula will have to drive several miles to pick up their mail from the Dundalk Post Office, leased on the Fort Howard Post Office, set to expire, and the landlord says the Postal Service refuses to negotiate a new lease. Sports and your WCBM Weather Channel forecast next. There are many myths and misconceptions about the topic of estate planning. One of the most common being the belief that the planning process must be an uncomfortable, depressing discussion with your family. In reality, estate planning is an empowering opportunity to evaluate what's important to you and learn how to protect it. Stover Legal's valuable insights and customized approach to estate planning ensures you and your loved ones are protected if something unexpected were to happen. Our experienced attorneys are dedicated to estates, wills, trusts, and medical directives tailored to each family's individual story. We are here to protect your family and provide a peace of mind to your generation of planners. Contact us today to learn more about how to protect your stuff and your legacy at PlanBaltimore.com or by calling 410-645-PLAN. That's PlanBaltimore.com, PlanBaltimore.com, or call us at 410-645-PLAN. In WCBM Sports, Orioles cruise to an 11-5 win over the Cardinals in their series opener at Camden Yards. The O's continue the three-game set tonight. Nationals open their series against the Pirates. They score a 6-2 win in Pittsburgh. Patrick Corbin credited with the win, striking out eight. The Nats continue the four-game set tonight at PNC Park. Your exclusive WCBM Weather Channel forecast. So long, summer. Some cooler weather on the way. Today feels like summer. 88 this afternoon. Scattered thunder showers tomorrow, then dry late in the day. 82. Thursday, sunny and mild, 78. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. 85 at the Shot Tower. It's 84 this hour at the Market Center. I'm Jim Miller, 680 WCBM News. Hear about it. My concern really is my generation, millennials. Talk about it. We are a weak bunch of blitzies. Talk Radio 680 WCBM. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. At the bottom of the hour, Cheryl Chumley. Not related to the uh, the guy on uh, Pawn Stars. Uh, anyways, she probably gets that and she hates it, so I won't say it to her. Uh, author, Washington Times contributor, and host of the Bold and the Blunt podcast. Again, not what you think there, Democrats. Blunt is completely different. It means being very uh, forward and very upfront. Uh, so anyway, the Bold and the Blunt is the podcast, and she's written this uh, upcoming book, Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Keep Away Your Freedom, to Take Away Your Freedom. Uh, and she's got a lot of uh, terrifying stories about the chaotic free fall of American freedoms, which, by the way, I've been talking about. Since I initially said if the government or the mainstream media or big social media says what you believe is disinformation or misinformation, it means they know, you know, the truth. That's what I said two years ago. And now it's all been proven. And uh, people will ultimately have to pay for the censorship that they uh, rolled over us. They did about everything. If you think it was just about COVID, you're wrong. It was anything you wanted to say about transgenderism being taught in schools, anything about sex and sexuality being taught in schools. You used to be able to, on, online, if you said that CRT was being taught in schools, they'd, they'd flag you. 
Then they had to admit that CRT is being taught in schools, and now they're defending it. You see? And then here's something for you to think about, just real quick. When Joe Biden took office, he felt it was so important to memorialize the 400,000 people in America who had supposedly died of COVID that he had a massive candlelight vigil in front of the Lincoln Memorial with thousands of, uh, of those votive candles in paper bags. Why hasn't he had one when it turned a million? Why hasn't there been a national holiday, uh, not a holiday to celebrate, but a remembrance for the supposed million people who died of COVID in this country? I'm just saying, it's uh, you know, a lot of politics in the, uh, the decision-making process. So we'll talk to uh, Cheryl at the bottom of the hour on that. A strong majority of Republican voters believe Senator Mitch McConnell should resign his Senate leadership position following the health concerns. So we're a representative republic, by the way. Uh, 74% of Republican voters said McConnell should resign as minority leader. 17% disagreed. 73% of Democrats agreed. Who cares? Uh, Among those who said McConnell should resign, 49% strongly agreed with uh, just over 25%. Someone somewhat agreeing. And then uh, 16% that started talking and then their eyes turned in another direction and they stopped talking altogether for about 30 seconds until they are ushered away from the survey. And that's just something I uh, I heard happened. Also this, Republicans are calling for a credit card APR max out at 18%. Josh Hawley demands a cap to stop uh, rates soaring to 24% uh, and adding uh, debt hitting $1 trillion. So listen to this, listen to this. Hawley tore into soaring interest rates, which hit an average 28% this week, just as credit card debt levels have surpassed a trillion dollars. We know what they're doing. Now, you know, most of you capitalists are going, well, you signed the paperwork, you pay for it. Well, you're going to get into what's called a circle of debt. This happens at payday loan places all the time, which are by and large a scam. They get you in for 50, 60, 70%. You get behind on a payment. Uh, They get all heavy-handed on you. And then eventually you're just paying interest until they foreclose on you. And there's, you know, a lot of that going on. Will this happen to you? I don't know. But uh, Hawley noted the government was quick to bail out the banks, like Silicon Valley Bank of California, Signature Bank of New York, but has ignored working people uh, struggling to get ahead. And this is what we are. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another, right? And, uh, and this is what I would consider to be confiscatory interest rates, taking advantage of people in a difficult situation. <laughs> It's not very capitalistic of you. No, no, it's true. It's it's ridiculous. It is. Uh, it is uh, to me. It's it's confiscatory and it's predatory. That said, you need to be concerned about your money. You need to be concerned about protecting your money. You need through all of the things that are going on, whether it's you know the bank failures that I just mentioned, a couple of those, all of the bank uh, uh, branches that are closing across the country, over two hundred Wells Fargo alone, Commerce as well. I bank with Commerce. What's going on? And then, of course, we hear they're talking about moving us to a digital currency. You want the government in charge of that? Are you out of your nut? Well, the government can't control what you have in your hands. Okay, so you can learn how to invest in precious metals that you own, that you have. And Swiss America has an A-plus rating from the BBB. So they can educate you on protecting your assets and your money so the government can't mess with you. All right, learn about their shocking new report, The Secret War on Cash. I was blown away. I keep it in my studio every day. And you can get a copy of it by calling this number, 800-289-2640. 
800-200-4646. Mention my name, Rob Carson, when you call or text 800-289-2646. There's an all-out war on cash. There's a lot of insanity going on in the banking uh, sector. They were supposed to fix it in 2008. When they bailed it out, they didn't, and they made it only worse. So what's going to happen to your money? Be concerned about it. 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Scott Smith is the daughter of a girl who was sexually assaulted in a Virginia school bathroom. This kind of all started, this, this uh, trans nonsense. Uh, he was, uh, his daughter was sexually assaulted in the ba- bathroom in, uh, in Fairfax, Virginia by a boy in a skirt who said he wanted he was a girl, okay? Scott Smith went to a school board meeting and was wrestled to the floor by the police and dragged out of the meeting over transgender issues. Even though his daughter had been sexually assaulted, here is the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, mentioning how he pardoned Scott for anything that he may have been charged with. We are in contact with him. and In fact, I, I spoke with Mr. Smith on Friday, and I had the privilege of telling Mr. Smith that I would pardon him. And we did that on Friday. We we righted a wrong. He should have never been prosecuted here. This was a dad standing up for his daughter. And just to remind everyone, his daughter had been sexually assaulted in the bathroom of a school, and no one was doing anything about it. And in fact, it it took the election of a new governor, me, and yeah. my directive to our attorney general, Jason Miaras, to investigate this, to uncover the fact that the superintendent had in fact covered it up. And he was immediately terminated when the final report from the grand jury was issued. Uh, Mr. Smith did what any father would do, what any parent would do, was stand up for their child. And, and, I, and I appreciate that. Uh, Glenn Youngkin. <clears throat> Glenn Youngkin, that was a campaign promise. Uh, it, well, it ultimately got him elected, and he's delivered on it. This is Scott Smith last night. I believe he was on uh, with uh, Fox, actually, um, talking about the uh, what happened to him. But you know what? Any, what, what everybody didn't really understand is, is you know, I, I wasn't really fighting to, to to clear my name from a disorderly conduct charge. I mean, I'm a country boy. I'm disorderly sometimes. I love this guy. You know, what this was all about was is my free speech. Yeah. You know that should not have happened that day. Well, actually, I never spoke to the school board. You know, that whole story is really kind of askew. Mm -hmm. You know, I was sitting in my little area and a radical protester came and I heard this shouting behind me and I turned around and it was my wife and her. I didn't even know my wife was there. You know, she came in behind me. So I stepped in tried to explain to this lady what was going on. She looked at me dead in the face and said, that's not true. Listen. That's not what happened. You're Listen. lying. And then the police came over and, you know, talked to us and said we needed to be kind to one another. Yeah, whatever. And then, you know, you see the police walk away and I turn back to engage this lady and she looks at me and goes, you're Scott, you know, with your business and I'm going to ruin you on social media. Yes. I called her an expletive. The next thing I know, there's hands all over me. Yeah, and by the way, we've had a number of parents from uh, Fairfax, Virginia, uh, rested on the show, and they've said this is a modus operandi of the left, and they work with school boards to kill people on social media who complain about this. And this, and you have the DOJ that actually literally sent FBI agents there to monitor situations and take down parents' license plate numbers. It happened.
Here's a little more from uh, Scott Smith. Uh, he was talking to John Roberts, by the way, uh, about this. The Wall Street Journal editorial said this about the way that that was all covered. The press treated Mr. Smith's verbal protest as part of some larger right-wing campaign of violence. The National School Boards Association cited that episode nope. as an example of potential domestic terrorism in a letter to President yeah, Biden. Sure. Attorney General Merrick Garland followed with a letter asking the FBI and U.S. attorneys to investigate threats against local school boards Never that were haven't any. materialized. There never were These any. actions appear to have been an attempt to fit Mr. Smith into the Democratic Party's portrayal of conservative critics of government as motivated by hatred. Yeah, this is why they call us white supremacists and MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. Uh, duh. It's about destroying your political enemies. Uh, here's one more from uh, Scott Smith and uh, uh, his FOIA. He got a FOIA request. Listen, listen to this. This is good stuff. I mean, I just saw I just saw a FOIA uh, FOIA piece of document earlier, actually, when I was sitting in the green room, of my case, actually, on a highlighted piece of paper that was FOIAed out of the DOJ. It's not just that I was cited. You can see it highlighted. You know, I mean, they they used me to silence moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and everybody else that were starting this movement to protect our children and stand up for our rights, you know, to protect our children and say what we think is right for them. They tried to shut us down. And unfortunately, there's clear evidence that it somewhat worked. I mean, when you have the DOJ sending out that memo, that was bone chilling. Mm. I mean, it scared me for about 10 seconds. Yeah, I love this guy. Uh, this is a headline from over the weekend. We didn't get to it yesterday. Uh, victory, federal judge rules Biden administration cannot censor Americans on social media. The new Civil Liberties Alliance, a nonprofit group, <clears throat> not civil liberties group, uh, celebrates this major decision for its clients, Dr. Doctors Jayanta Bhattacharya, Jay Bhattacharya, Martin Keldorf and Aaron Carity, and Jill Hines of the Missouri uh, versus Biden case. Three of NCLA's clients are distinguished scientists who, because of state actions, were blacklisted, shadow banned, de-boosted, throttled, and censored on social media for merely articulating views opposed to government-approved views on COVID-19 restrictions and regulations. Jill Hines was a dissenter for mandatory vaccines and lockdowns who also had her social media posts throttled. Their ordeal was part of a lawless and expansive campaign by federal officials across at least 11 agencies and sub-agencies who employed illicit tactics including coercion, collusion, and coordination on social media companies to suppress the airing of disfavored perspectives. This is as bad by Joe Biden with regard to the First Amendment as is the limitation or the uh, suspension of the Second Amendment by the governor of New Mexico. This is an impeachable offense on its own. You cannot do this. The Biden administration likely violated the First Amendment with its social media censorship rules, according to the Fifth Circuit of Appeals. Unbelievable. And then there's this. Listen to this. Homeland Security awards $20 billion to police, mental health, networks, universities, churches, and school districts to help identify Americans as potential extremists. You know, those MAGA fascist enemies of democracy Trump supporters. 
Yeah, you might think these 34 organizations would be focused on al-Qaeda, ISIS, or the uh, Iranian Republican Guards, but you'd be wrong. They've been focused on Americans who dissent from the prevailing narratives coming out about the federal government, its collaborating partners in the corporate media and major social media platforms. I even did a t-shirt on my swag line. Dissent is not disinformation. We had this two years ago, guys, and it's finally coming to reality. And Matt Taibbi mentioned it, and he said it all started on 9-12 of 2001. I'll explain that. Here's a number if you want to chime in. Randall, hold on. You'll be next. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. In case you haven't heard, uh, Speaker McCarthy has announced an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. So that uh, happened this morning. Uh, Randall in Pacific Grove, California, has a comment about that. Randall, welcome to the show, bro. What's up? Uh, yeah, uh, all I want to say about the Biden thing is I don't think the uh, inquiries are going to go anywhere because they never do. But I want to also say so- a couple other things. One of them is about the lady who had the guy tackled by the cops, the father. Yes. Uh, her name again? Uh, I don't have her name right on the top yeah, of my yeah. head. I just want to say, right. I, okay, I have a couple things I want to say, but real quick. So the reason she wound up in that position of a totalitarian rule is because she was a mop bucket pusher at McDonald's as a janitor, but they fired her for insubordination. Uh, anyway, I I wanted to mention something about Geraldo Rivera, because you, you brought up uh, Rob Reiner and you brought up Bill Murray, and I want to, I want to remind people that... Uh, before the four guardsmen in Palusia were found hanging from the bridge, remember that? Yes. Okay. Well, Gerardo Rivera, before that, he was. they were looking for Sir Cowie, who they subsequently captured and killed. Now, Gerardo Rivera, before those guardsmen were ambushed, he was on television describing their strategy, where they were going, he absolutely set them up on television. Gerardo Rivera. Do you remember that? Because I'll never forget uh, it. I, I, I do not remember that uh, exactly, but I, I'm, I'm trying to relate it to oh, what we're talking about cover. right now. He blew okay, the but, cover totally. totally. I hold him personally responsible for the death of those guardsmen in Felucia at the bridge. There you go. You, okay. I don't know if you can ever get any feed on that um, to look it up, but yeah, I'll never forget it. Uh, okay, the very good. But you blowing their cover. Exactly. You, know, you mentioned, though, you don't think the uh, impeachment inquiry would go anywhere. Well, it's not supposed to, Randall. We, we know that it's not going to go anywhere, uh, but, but the positive is it gets the facts out on the table. Uh, we're already learning all of the malfeasance, all of the illegality of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and their relationship. Uh, but uh, there are still people who, uh, who refuse to uh, cover it. Uh, I think this combined with these uh, poll numbers, the economy and whatnot, as my phone goes off for some reason, uh, I think they're going to precipitate the exit of Joe Biden from uh, the White House very soon. Let's go to John in San Francisco. Hello there, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Breaking news. We were what? sharing. The, the, my, my boss, David, Captain David Jones, was head of Cal Fire, one of the head guys. He's a legend. He's head of Moffin Field in California here. And we do all the fire services for Google, Facebook, everyone. We were telling the truth. What No one's telling the truth about the Maui fires. They've shadow blocked us because I was sending information to you, and you, you know who I am. I was sharing stuff yeah. to Russell Brand about the truth about the Maui fire. We've been blocked totally entirely. It says that's against the service policy. They're, gonna, they're starting to block everyone. 
because what no one understands, Maui Fire, there's Jeremy Lee's reporter. He's a, you know what I'm saying? He's with the Hawaii station. And there's other guys in Hawaii that were telling the truth. And my boss, he's head of fire. Rule one, you get people out to safety, right? It's all about public safety. They blocked everyone. And everyone was kind of like, this is not normal, okay? And, if the, you know, it's the whole saying, if there's global warming, I, we just finished a building that's 32 feet above sea level. It's on San Francisco Bay. It's all Google's brand-new headquarters, Facebook, everything. They just sit right along the bay. And it's a lie. I'm telling you. Of course it is. Like, of course it is. We were stunned. I mean, literally, I was stunned. And, and we, were, we actually project them. This, this, these guys, I, I don't get, Rob, you get it. I, I, God bless you and your comedy. And, and my boss, we were sitting there go, he goes, Johnny, there's something wrong here. I mean, we're just like, I mean, yes. and we're not conspiracy people. You know, we're. John, John, I got to tell you, John, uh, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on. And whenever the government is involved in uh, restricting access to anything, you have to expect the worst. And and if they haven't unleashed the names and the photos of the missing, there's something going on, John. Look, they look did that the a day. They did it a couple look. days after 9-11. They had people. They were publishing them in the New York Times and the Post and all of these papers across the country. But but if you go back and look at what happened in Maui, they were blocking everyone off and sitting back in. But what the truth, what no one wants to see is look up when Donald Trump, Donald Trump, uh, there's a great thing. He went down there to... to to ground zero so right when it was all burning he went down there and he did an interview with him he's interviewed and he goes i'm sending 100 of my guys down there you know he went to ground zero here is our 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 our, our uh, it's like it's like good, good night vietnam our idiot yeah. john listen you know. i gotta run bro i gotta bro, I run bro. we're coming to a lot of stuff here uh you know as far as uh, Maui, uh, something's going on. Something monstrous happened in Maui, and we're not being the, to- the truth about it. And if you call me a conspiracy theorist, I will take that title, I will hug it, I will love it, and I will name it George. No problem with it whatsoever. We're going to talk about uh, COVID coming up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, Tuesday edition. If you want to check out the podcast, by the way, of the show, if you miss any of the show, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. All of the digital platforms are there, including Apple Podcasts. If you would leave a five-star review, that would be huge because I only have so many relatives. And, you know, once you see, you know, somebody's name there three or four times, they realize, oh, maybe it's your cousin. No, I'm just anyway, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. We have a special guest on the phone. Cheryl Chumley is a, an author, a Washington Times contributor. She's got this podcast called Bold and Blunt, and she's got an upcoming book. It's called Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. She's on the Newsmax Hotline. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I've gotten to be quite, a, uh, quite knowledgeable with regard to not only uh, things like uh, mandates and, and protocols, forced protocols, but also restrictions on freedom of speech the last three years. Uh, I'm sure that you have as well. Obviously, you've written a book about it. But uh, today we find out that the U.S. has approved updated COVID, COVID vaccines to be revved up this, uh, this fall. They have uh, approved them. They've, they've, rounded, they've cleared for adults and children as young as six months. Uh, what do you think about that? I'll just ask I'll start that with just the news of the day with a new COVID variant. And suddenly they've rubber stamped. I mean, they've approved a new vaccine. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I think we should stop calling them vaccines because that flew out the window years ago when they first came out, rolled them out, and talked about how 
these vaccines had 95% efficacy, 90% efficacy, and you just had to wait a few months and find out, oops, sorry, it's 40%, and this is why you need boosters for the rest of your life. And I think it's a travesty to be injecting these shots into the arms of babies as young as six months old, into the arms of any children at this point, because the negative consequences, the negative health impacts from these shots, first off, we still don't know them all. And second off, there's enough out there that's alarming that should have plenty of parents out there saying, whoa, hold the roll on these. Uh, it's um, to me as a parent, uh, I did not approve of my children getting vaccines. Uh, their mother did approve, you know, just her opinion. Uh, I didn't think it was necessary whatsoever. That's my opinion. I'm guaranteed that opinion, and I did my own research. But of course, all of that, uh, all of those opposing opinions were completely shut down. And Cheryl, not only, I mean, you're focusing on COVID, but, but when we look at the government censorship industrial complex, uh, COVID was just the tip of the iceberg, wouldn't you say? Oh, gosh, yes. And uh, look, COVID was the government's greatest greatest tool for stealing individual liberties, using public health emergency, right? Drumming up the fear and the hysteria and forcing everybody to obey mandates that weren't lawful uh, laws or anything like that. They were just dictates. And now we see that same phrase, public health emergency, being used by the uh, New Mexico governor to justify seizing guns from law uh, lawful carriers. So public health emergency, these are not going away. It's become the Democrats and the globalists' greatest go-to to steal our freedoms. Well, also, Cheryl, um, you know, uh, with regard to Maui, which we're being lied to about, they said it was global warming, climate change, murder, hornets, ozone hole, acid rain. Uh, and, and actually, it was power lines apparently laying on the grass or whatever. Uh, and, then, and then you've got the left saying, we need a public health emergency with regard to uh, the, uh, the climate. So that allows them to control your behavior. Uh, even more, as though, as though you know, COVID uh, closing down your business, closing down your kid's school, and closing down your church weren't enough. Yeah, the the climate as a health emergency is the end game for the Democrats here, and we know this because if you go to the World Economic Forum's website and read the founders Klaus Schwab's own words. He talks about how the coronavirus has given an opportunity to the globalists like no other time in history to now segue right into climate alarmism and climate regulations. Of course, he doesn't put it in those words. It's all about saving the people and saving the planet. But we know that the coronavirus and the way America folded, America's churches folded, which was the biggest travesty travesty to me. We know that that sent the the message to the globalists now that America is ready for once again bringing about these clampdowns on freedoms. And it will be very easy to do it justifying uh, environmental regulations, environmental reasons. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's why they made climate change about carbon dioxide, which is what you exhale. They can control yeah. everything if they control the carbon dioxide. Everybody should know this. It's, it should be fairly obvious. Uh, we're talking to Cheryl Chumley. She's written this book. It's called Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to uh, Take Away Your Freedom. A bit of good news today, though, Cheryl. Uh, New York educators who were fired for refusing to take the jab will be reinstated with back pay. 
from October 2021 to Feb 2023, all New York Department of Education employees were mandated, and uh, apparently uh, 10 of these plaintiffs fought back, and uh, the judge found the vaccine mandate to be arbitrary and capricious. Imagine that, Cheryl. I know, arbitrary and capricious. Uh, but yeah. anyway, they, th- this is all coming to hit them in the, uh, in the butt. Do you suppose that this will uh, resonate and echo throughout the country? I hope so. Well, I I hope so, right? I'm not as optimistic because what we're seeing is is, are are little wins here and there in court systems, right? Uh, I was aware of that in New York as well, and that's something to cheer. But at the same time, what about our military? What about the healthcare workers that lost out on that Supreme Court decision, right, that mandated uh, shots in, into the arms of hospital workers, while at the same time allowing other employees in America to bypass that mandate. So we're not at the point where we have recovered our individual liberties and our right to choose our own medical treatment. No, I saw that Gavin Newsom, he uh, he interviewed with Chuck Todd uh, this weekend and and basically said that, you know, I know we made a lot of mistakes, but they were they were only visible in hindsight. This, uh, it, despite the fact that he made exemptions for Hollywood while churches, funerals and schools and other businesses were restricted, which says to me he either believes that Hollywood actors are immunity from COVID or somebody's in somebody's pants. And, and I'm venturing to say it's the latter, Cheryl. Yeah, I, I I take umbrage at his use of the word mistake. I really don't think that this was a mistake of the Democrats to shut down uh, businesses, churches, schools, and seize liberties. I think it was a strategic design. And I think that there were too many in the Democrat Party who were oh so willing to run roughshod over constitutional liberties, all in the name of uh, public health emergency, right? And I think these very same Democrats some of whom are coming forward and saying, yes, we made mistakes, but oops, you know, are bad, would line up in a heartbeat to do it again. And this is the peril going forward. We have to read the signs. We're seeing them right now with face mask mandates in school. Ridiculous, non-scientific, and yet people are still complying. Yeah, I like to say that uh, wearing a mask to prevent a deadly virus like COVID is as effective as wearing a cowboy hat when you go scuba diving. Um, and, and that's uh, the case. I was just reading, uh, and I do stand up too, by the way, Cheryl. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, Cheryl, I, I, the reason why I make fun of this, all of this stuff, is because it's so bloody, bloody uh, obvious and absurd and and the day that we accept uh, absurdity as the rule, then that's the end of civilization. When the day that you believe that a uh, four-year-old can change gender, that's when it's all over, you know. And and I think it was who was it? It was uh, the philosopher Descartes. I think it was Descartes. I, don't worry, I'm not so intellectual, but he said that uh, uh, once your enemy, no, uh, once you believe in absurdities, you will commit atrocities. And that's what I see. When you believe that a child can become the opposite gender, that's an absurdity. And then the atrocity is, oh, you know, puberty blockers and surgical mutilation of the children, Cheryl. You make a really good point, right? But I look around at society, and I think that there are actually people in society who believe such absurdities. I know. And, that's what I'm talking and, about. 
frighteningly, they're the ones that are pushing their agendas into the system. So the rest of us are being forced in some circumstances to play into the deception, play into the absurdities. Not every parent in America is in position to pull their kids out of public school so they don't have to play into the absurdity of the face mask mandates. Not every American can stop flying uh, for business reasons once Joe Biden's administration tries to put face mask mandates again into play in, into all the airlines. So these are things that, you know, we see they're absurd. We see that they're outright lies. But it's very difficult to live a life without playing along with those deceptions and absurdities to at least some extent. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it was Voltaire. I didn't want to, you know, <clears throat> misquote, you know, because I'm always uh, quoting French philosopher Cheryl on my show. Uh, <laughs> I want to be accurate. I don't want to offend the people who have French lit degrees out there, uh, you know, who listen to the show because they're such a big. But no, you know, what? Do you, let me ask you this, uh, Cheryl Chumley. Why mask? You tell me why masks. Why did they enforce them? Why did they make kids whip? Tell me what you think, honestly. I have my opinion. Go ahead. Oh, I, I have a few opinions on that. First off, it's a Chinese thing, right? And so if we're facing a time in America where Marxism is being uh, stormrolled into American society, into culture, face masks are sort of the mark of that beast. Second off, face masks, in effect, stifle your ability to speak freely. When you wear a face mask, the last thing you feel like doing is going out and protesting government. So they have this rather chilling effect on your First Amendment freedoms to speech and protest and, and assemble freely. And then third off, they're the outward sign of compliance and obedience to government. Democrats with designs to cripple America and, and crumble our liberties need only look around at the number of people walking around with face masks parents with little kids wearing face masks to pat themselves on the back and claim success. You know, uh, I say that they are used to broadcast fear. They're, they're used to be a constant reminder that there is something deadly that can kill you and your children that lurks everywhere. But I do love that third point. I do love that third point. And I'm always, you know, tempted. I saw a mom with some teenage kids wearing a mask in the grocery store. And the other day I wanted to walk up to her and say, you know, masks really aren't very effective. In fact, effective at all. But I didn't. I just walked over and said, you're really stupid and a terrible parent. So a little <laughs> bit different there. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to, didn't want to mince my words. Uh, but, no, but it is. It, it, Thank you. Just like your podcast. Thank you. Oh, my God. What a perfect segue to promote your social media presence. Oh, my God. Excellent. <laughs> you should have me on the show. You should have me on your on your Bold and Blunt podcast. We would have a real, we would have a lot of fun. Although I, I misunderstood what the word blunt was. And I figured you had people like Snoop Dogg on, you oh, know, no. Joe Rogan. You know, no, no. no. <laughs> No smoking allowed. Yeah, no, okay. You will be my guest. We'll set that up for sure. Thank you. But you do, but you do a podcast. Tell us briefly about the podcast because I'm always looking for new uh, new material, not for my show, just because I like to hear what. What's your? Where's your podcast? Where can people find it? What's it about? Uh, you can find it at WashingtonTimes.com or wherever podcasts are offered, and it's just a Christian conservative look at today's news, politics, culture, and events. I have guests on that. Talk about everything and anything from a Christian conservative perspective. So now let me ask you. Good. Well, I'm a Christian, by the way, and I do believe we are not in a battle of Republican and Democrat, but good and evil. Yep. I'm not saying it's biblical, but Cheryl, 
you know it is. Yep. This there, you know, I believe in the yin and the yang. I believe for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. Therefore, I believe that with evil, it has to be responded with good. And I think we've got that struggle going on. And I believe that good will win. Otherwise, uh, you know, Hitler's nephew would be in charge of the, the the country of Germany right now. Do you do you believe we're in existential threat with regard to evil versus good? Oh, it's the battle of principalities. That's how I see everything happening today. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you're you're fascinating. Uh, The book, again, is, uh, is it out? Is it coming out? What's going on? It's out. Lockdown. The socialist plan to take away your freedom. Well, in your in your bio, just possible upcoming, you know, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, lock down the socialist plan to take away your freedom. I think it's great. It's good to have this quantified. I've been talking about it forever. You're a truth teller, and I appreciate that, Cheryl. It was a joy talking to you and to everybody at the Washington Times. You guys kick butt. Seriously, I love the Times. You guys do a great job. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. God bless. It, Anytime you want to come on, and I'll, I'll, you know, give you some new fresh material about jokes about smoking joints and stuff. I'm here for you. That's reefer madness. All right, right, very good. Have a glorious uh, weekend. Thanks for joining me. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. That was a fun interview, I thought, with uh, Cheryl Chumley, who's written uh, Lockdown the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Stephen Santa Cruz, California. He says his son got COVID, and now he's in favor for a vaccine. Steve, go ahead, man. Tell us your story. Hey, Rob. Uh, listen, yeah, my nephew, uh, we'll call him uh, Bobby, uh, he's, he just turned 13 years old, and he came down with COVID about a month ago. Now, he he got it, and his two caregivers, uh, his grandparents, they both got it. But the thing, the thing that surprised me was how badly he got sick. He got it worse than them, and then he got uh, he got better after about seven days for about a day or two, then he got what they're calling now rebound COVID. He dropped back down sick again for another eight days. And now he's got strep throat and antibiotics will not treat it. Um, they can't get him well and he's in bad shape. His whole class, a third of his class now is out with COVID. So I'm starting to feel more um, sympathetic to the concept of what the people were trying to do. They were trying to prevent a whole school from just dropping like flies, which is happening in his class. Yeah, and Steve. I, uh, Steve, let me let me ask you. You said he has strep as well. So, and I trust me, strep caused me to have a heart attack when I was thirty-one. So I I know of these things. Does he have underlying health conditions? No, he's a pretty sturdy kid, actually. Rob, he's pretty stout, pretty strong. He's he's athletic, and um, I called his mom. Well, I just talked to his uh, caregiver last night. And the, the the strep came right after the COVID, and now they can't treat it. So um, he's kind of freaked out. He's pretty scared. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. next with him. Uh, well, but, but he I, doesn't have any underlying. Uh, but but what you you said that you may be moving toward uh, COVID or toward a vaccine. Vaccines don't prevent uh, transmission. They don't prevent you from getting it, and they don't prevent you from spreading it. And they say tenuously, they uh, may decrease the symptoms which is unproven so i'm trying to figure out why you think a vaccine would be a good idea for a kid who no children under 18 according to uh, to Rand paul i almost said rupaul holy hell uh Rand paul uh died of covid exclusively in the united states 
So I'm trying to figure out why you'd say vaccine is a good idea. What I, I guess my what I'm thinking right now, Rob, is that I'm starting to feel a little more sympathetic for the people that were pr- trying to were who were advocates for it because they were trying to do the best thing that they knew of at the time to prevent kids. The pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. Do you know that expression? The pathway to hell is paved with good intentions, Steve. But if but if if that doesn't work, then what else what else can you do? Like if, it's sort of like what I would do. I'm not going to offer uh, medical advice. I'll tell you what works for me, and that is uh, vitamin D, uh, also uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which were verboten. Uh, and we know that the CDC and the federal government were instrumental in shutting down all possible protocols for COVID during COVID that proved to be effective elsewhere, including in Uttar Pradesh, which is the largest province of India, where using uh, hydroxychloroquine killed covid and ivermectin so consult a physician i'm not going to offer you advice it's obviously different with uh, with a teenager but i will tell you this regardless of how you feel about vaccines or whatnot steve i will say a prayer for your nephew what's his first name blaze blaze all right bro that very good we will uh, we will keep him in our prayers and uh, a lot of rest you're gonna need a lot of rest i remember when i had covid all i wanted to do was sleep so not much different than an average teenage boy as far as that is concerned but steve have a glorious day man i appreciate it you know uh yeah uh, who knows and they're gonna try and usher in a new fear campaign just in time for the election year can you blame us for being uh, a little bit um hesitant yeah let's take a break and come back you're listening to the rob carson show ah uh, hmm the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. On air and on the World Wide Web, this is the Rob Carson Show. And it is hour number three of the Rob Carson Show, what we call the super-duper ultra-power hour of radio. Actually, no, that's the first time I did it. And I don't think we're going to call it that forever. But I will tell you, this is going to be a good one. Gregory Baca. New Mexico State Senator going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham's unconstitutional 30-day suspension of concealed carry and the Second Amendment, which is being greeted as it should with calls for her ouster. So we're going to get to that uh, very shortly. Also, if you're just tuning in, Kevin McCarthy has introduced uh, articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Don't fool yourself, and I don't think you are. This impeachment won't result in an impeachment and removal from office. What it is going to do is going to open another watertight door on the SS Titanic and also expose the Justice Department, which is very actively attempting to take down Donald Trump. That's what I hope this will expose, and perhaps, and maybe I'm uh, dreaming here, but uh, put the kibosh on some of that and possibly ultimately result in a criminal inquiry with regard to uh, connections between Joe Biden's White House, these partisan DNAs, uh, DNAs, DAs, Jack Smith, and whatnot, to take down a presidential candidate. 
So that's what I'm hoping from this. But uh, we will see what we get. But regardless, people are beginning to get it. That Joe's a liar. Jim Gossett. I in New York. I remember standing there the next day. Brand new. That's a lie. It's so clear. Ground Zero Joe wasn't near. Jim Gossett sings the song. Because he only has lies for you. And you. And you. And you to a gold star mom, Joe lied. Oh, yeah. He made her so upset that she cried. I remember that. Because he only had lies for her. How someone could honestly be so heartless. Is Joe aware of what he's saying? Or is it all senility? Everyone on his staff wonders why Nothing Joe Biden says It's true Joe Ryan Dogface Pony Soldier He only has lies He only has lies for you And you And you Yeah There's just something timeless about the standards, isn't there? I mean, that's pretty on. That's ah, that's fantastic. Oh, by the way, Jim wrote that this morning and said that this morning. He's genius. And if you want to see him live, he's doing a show at Logan's Roadhouse in McDonough, Georgia, this Saturday night, 678-829-SHOW, if you want tickets to the show. 678-829-SHOW. He does political, non-political, fantastic. We... I think he and I on stage would be dangerous. I really do. Really, really, really dangerous. <sighs> Retired Doctor 69. That's not his handle on social media. Uh, Retired Doctor 69, who was busted with guns, drugs, and prostitutes on his yacht in Nantucket. I'm going to leave that alone. Has terminal cancer. He's living out his last days partying. Part of me kind of admires this guy. But then another part is completely repelled. Oh, my God. Oh, Dr. Scott Anthony Burke, 69, of uh, Colorado, been charged with possession of a firearm, Class A and B drugs, to which he has pleaded not guilty. Also, on his boat, were prostitutes. This is the same stuff that Hunter Biden. This is the same crap that Hunter Biden did. Except for they found it on a yacht and not on laptops that he left because he was so drunk and high that he didn't remember where they were. This is, this is fantastic. Oh, my God. So he had his 80-foot uh, stormed in uh, Massachusetts, Nantucket Harbor, Tuesday. He's been hit with a bunch of charges, hit with felonies like possession of a firearm without a permit. Did he lie on a federal gun purchase form? I wonder about that. Possession and trafficking of Class A and B drugs. Hunter Biden, anybody? Cocaine on the scale, crack cocaine, snort and blow off a prostitute's rear end. Yeah, that happened. He was released on bail to the tune of $200,000 on Thursday after pleading not guilty to drugs and weapons charges. Not sure what cancer he has, but it's supposedly stage four, and he wanted to go out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. uh, they confiscated 43 grams of cocaine, cocaina, 14 grams of ketamine, whatever that is, two pistols, uh, Smith & Wesson uh, 380 and a 9mm. 
ammunition and found several women said to be prostitutes by sources who spoke to the current. After uh, police cuffed him, Burke allegedly confessed to owning the guns, and he told the officers where the other weapons were uh, on the... uh, on the boat. He was not given a heads up by the FBI to clear out his boat like Hunter Biden got the uh, storage unit. But, you know, it's a, it's the same thing, right? Isn't it kind of the same thing? Kind of the same thing? This is really, uh, this is something else here. This is, uh, this is something. Should I make this a, a don't get so stupid update? I'm trying to decide if this is really stupid. But I guess, you know what, let's just go with it and call it a, uh, 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 go, uh, who got the stupid update? Real quick. Stupid, stupid. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, does Who got stupid? So Susanna Gibson is a mother of two and a Virginia Democrat candidate. Uh, performed sex acts with her husbands online and asked payers to pay tips. Uh, yeah, Susanna Gibson, nurse practitioner, 40-year-old mother of two, performing sex acts with her husband online, encouraging watchers to pay. So married, uh, 40-year-old mom... Okay, sure. She said, uh, it won't intimidate me and it won't silence me. So they perform acts and uh, encourage uh, people to pay for specific, specific requests. If it were my wife and I, it'd be like, okay, okay, now, Rob, turn over and fall asleep. Okay, now snore. Okay, now go to the guest bedroom because you're driving your life nuts. That's, that's exciting our bedroom is these days. So they were uh, posted to Chatterbait. I'm not going to explain what exactly that's all about, but it involves chattering and something else under gibson's username she had more than a dozen videos archived on another site uh which is called reserbate i guess they're big in the uh september 2020 the end of the race not clear uh when the live streamers took place uh her username had 5700 followers so uh, I'm not going to tell you what she said she'd do for the money, but it's kind of gross, and it would involve some paper towels. So, and she also said that uh, we've tried swapping. I was telling them earlier about uh, ethical non-monogamy. Well, he doesn't like sharing, and she's running for office, which actually uh, might strengthen her position as a Democrat. Well, maybe. It's just kind of uh, it's kind of funny. So there are the the two scariest people right now in the presidential race are, according to the deep state and the mainstream media, Donald Trump and RFK Jr. When RFK Jr. first opened his mouth about running for president, I heard what he was saying about uh, taking down the deep state, defunding government agencies, the lies of COVID, etc. I said, wow, this is the most common sense Democrat I've heard in, uh, in my lifetime. I mean, everybody, Uh, everybody I've heard as Democrats, my lifetime, I haven't heard anybody who was really espousing the views of JFK. And I said, one, he's the only thing that can save the Democrat Party. Uh, Presumably, he might be able to resurrect it after it falls, which it's going to inevitably do. Uh, Or they're going to destroy him. Same goes with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the same kind of modus operandi, except for they don't want him to become president because he is the enemy of the deep state. And he will take down the deep state because he's the guy who knows where the bodies are buried now. 
and they're doing everything to prevent him from becoming the president again because it's going to it's going to uncover everything media industrial complex censorship industrial complex massive amount of graft of corruption pipelines between big pharma and big defense and all of this uh, uh billions trillions of dollars discovered and the united states government will be shown to be as corrupt as any of the third world dictatorships that we've talked about and made fun of over the years and that's why they are public enemies number one and number two and rfk he's been in new hampshire i was on with jack uh, jack uh, 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 jack heath this morning i you know, got a lot of things a lot of balls in the air today yeah shut up anyway talked to jack heath and he asked me about it and i said well they want to get rid of him because he's a common sense democrat and he's starting to resonate so they have to kill him off. They have to kill, not physically, although they're not giving him, they're not affording him Secret Service protection, even though Secret Service protection is afforded candidates for president because of his father's murder. But he is a threat. And I said, depending on the reactions of the two parties, whether the GOP puts its thumb on the scale for another candidate. Uh, in favor of another candidate instead of John, Donald Trump, or the Democrats continue down this path, which they will with RFK. Could you imagine Trump and RFK as a third party possibility? And I said, that will blow up the establishment in both parties. Uh, it's interesting to think about, but here is RFK talking about the Democrats and literally how they are, and this this is this is true, they are trying to and, and listen to me, Democrats. You're not, you don't have a choice this year. The, the, no matter what you say about Joe Biden's infirmity, no matter what you say about his policies, no matter what you say about his poll numbers, they're making the choice for you guys. You know, I'm in New Hampshire right now. I'm spending the day, a day of service on a big uh, uh, regenerative farm up in rural New Hampshire. And New Hampshire, they've made a rule for New Hampshire. President Biden did very poorly in New Hampshire the last time around. So they have now altogether disenfranchised the voters of, of New Hampshire. They have a rule that any candidate who steps into New Hampshire, meaning me, wow. that Listen. any delegate I win will go instead to President Biden. They've done the same thing effectively wow. in Iowa. They've given themselves the power. Why does this kind of like what they used to do in the Old South? You think I'm kidding? You see, uh, Democrat plantation owners wanted the votes of their slaves to be counted. This is why uh, Republican lawmakers at the time said that, well, if that's going to be the case, then we are only going to allow slaves to have two-thirds of the vote. But they blame it on racism for the Republicans. Uh, you're thinking, this is a terrible analogy. No, no, no. It's using a group of people for their votes and not giving them credit for it. It, it's it's similar modus operandi, different times. Do that, and now they're trying to do a rule in Georgia, which they're going to vote on this week, that says that any candidate who steps into New Hampshire that cannot win any delegate from Georgia, so all the voters in Georgia are going to be disenfranchised. Now, I'm going to tell you, if RFK decides to go third party, then the Democrat Party's done this election cycle. I absolutely believe that. You may think that uh, whatever the uh, the professor, Cornell West, is going to have any pull. Please, give me a break. He's a fart in the wind. Here is uh, Dennis Kucinich. I didn't realize he was, uh, <laughs> he was RFK's campaign director, which is kind of, kind of cool. If you win New Hampshire, you should 
win New Hampshire, she'll get the delegates. But the DNC says because Mr. Kennedy campaigns in the first in, in the nation state, where that's what New Hampshire is about. No, his votes won't count. I mean, what in the world is that about? Wow! I, mean, I want everyone to think about that. Third world. You, you can win, and then they don't let your votes count. I mean, this is the way that uh, the Democratic Party is engaging in self-defeating uh, activities. Yeah. For example, Jesse, New Hampshire has four electoral votes. Does anyone think that New Hampshire is going to go Democratic with these kind of shenanigans played by the <laughs> DNC? Does anyone think I Iowa will go Democratic when the DNC has switched to a from caucus to a mail-in ballot with the vo with the votes counted by a private firm hired by the state? I mean, you sound I mean, like what, a conspiracy theorist, yeah. Dennis. Yeah, it's not. It's not about being a conspiracy theorist. It's what the Democrats have done. They're taking a different tack. They made Hillary Clinton your can candidate in 2016. You had no choice, you Bernie supporters. They're doing the same thing to you again. At one point, Democrats, I'm just going to say, at what point are you going to end this abusive relationship? All right? What time are you going to want to walk away, as uh, Brandon Straka would say? All right, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ooh, I love this song. This is one of my go-tos at the gym. So uh, at the bottom of the hour, Gregory Baca, New Mexico State Senator, to talk about uh, Michelle Grisham's unconstitutional suspension of uh, the Second Amendment. I'm going to call her, instead of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, I'm going to call her Lindsay Lujan because she's kind of troubled, acts like she's high on something. Uh, you know, I'm still looking uh, for some connections there. <laughs> but listen to this. There's an ammunition manufacturer firing back. <laughs> At Governor Grisham, Grisham offering uh, free deliveries to all New Mexico co Go customers with a special prod. Po let's try it again here. Special promo code. F off Governor Grisham. <laughs> I think this is fantastic. So she declared gun violence a public emergency after the shooting deaths of a 13 year old July 28th, a five year old on August 14th, and an 11 year old on September the 6th, which is a good weekend in Chicago. If you uh, talk about the new mayor there, they'd say, only three kids were murdered this month? Oh, my God, you guys are doing things right. But uh, this, uh, this dictator, this, uh, this uh, buffoonish cartoon character, as the governor of New Mexico, decided to do this. And another buffoonish cartoon character, Mika Brzezinski, did a, uh, oh, this is beautiful, an interview, and she's doubling down on it. And uh, she got to be removed from office. Joining us now, we have the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Lindsay uh, Lujan. Governor Grisham, Lujan Grisham, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what struck me out of that report was that so many shots were fired that there were people in the neighborhood who thought there were multiple shooters, which gives you a sense of the impact and the terror that these- Okay, there's your drama. Forget the fact that in Chicago, all night long, you hear the same thing on a Friday or Saturday. Assault weapons rain down on communities uh, when they're being used. Assault 190 weapons. bullets discharged by the shooter. A cop shot, three dead. What do you think you can do on the state level to try and attack this problem? Okay, this is, by the way, a toxic femininity. All right, I'm just going to say it. Uh, if masculinity is toxic, that is toxic. She's opening up the, uh, the story with some sort of emotional plea that has nothing to do with anybody.
or anything. And serious adults know that. Here's the governor, Lindsay Luhan, uh, response. As the reports and the data keep coming in, it's more rounds, more shots, more potential right. risk. And another community who is uh, in grief and suffering two more mass shootings since that occurred in Texas. So New Mexico has been very robust. And that's not to try to defend that we think we're there. We are clearly not until every mom, every dad, every student, every neighbor is safe. Now, what they're doing is they're going after law-abiding gun owners, not the people who commit crimes in Chicago or, you know, San Francisco or Atlanta or all that. They're targeting you and me because we're the ones who have the uh, what they call assault rifles, the hunting rifles that we have, the defense rifles, because that's what they're really about. That's why they call them weapons of war. That's why the, de- the Democrats call them weapons of war, because they're the only weapon we could use if the federal government decided to turn their weapons at us. So that's why they're going after this. They're not, they don't give a rat's behind about kids. If they did, every Monday morning they would say something about Chicago or Baltimore, but they don't. Because they don't care about those killings. Should an AR-15 be in his hands? Shouldn't. Uh, This is my point exactly. A tiny percentage of the murders in this country are because of AR-15s. Most of them are from handguns or knives. Frankly, no one that isn't in the military. This is a weapon of we war there we go, right there. for uh, the uh, trained police department. There in my go. view, no one in America who isn't in the, one of those two situations should own an automatic weapon. There, there is no reason to own one of those. Yeah, there you go. Yes, there is. And you just explained it to us because no one should have one except the U.S. government. That's all you need to know, guys. That's what this is all about. And we're going to talk to uh, State Senator Gregory Baca about it next. More needs to happen. There is a gun violence, a gun culture, and an anger problem in America and in New Mexico. And we're now going to take our crisis response teams and keep them in place until an entire community could be forever. We don't stop investing in these communities. Now, that is the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham, who I am calling Lindsay Lujan because, uh, well, she does like to party. She used some government money to buy a lot of booze during COVID. And uh, and also there's the whole sexual harassment thing with one of her former campaign ads, uh, aides that she had to pay over 60 k for that. So I'm going to call her Lindsay Lujan. And uh, there is a man who is uh, taking her to task for taking the Second Amendment and attempting to thrust, uh, flush it down the toilet. And he is the uh, New Mexico State Senator Gregory Baca, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you, my friend? Doing good. How are you today? Brother, I'm good, but I'm like, wow, what the hell is your governor thinking? I mean, I knew that, that uh, the governance in uh, New Mexico was a little bat guano crazy, but this is kind of, this, I mean, this has uh, really gotten some backlash. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, you know, this is a culmination of 90 years of Democrat rule in this state. Um, essentially what happened here is uh, our governor came with a public health order under that guise and uh, decided to sweep away the constitutional right uh, to bear arms from uh, the largest metropolitan area in the state and almost half the citizens in New Mexico. 
Wow. Now, there was a big rally of people who were not only concealed but open carrying. Uh, I believe that was it yesterday. It was over the weekend in Albuquerque. Uh, tell us about the backlash that she is facing. And then also in Bernan, I, I keep forgetting the, the Bernanello County, the sheriff is Bernanello. saying, we aren't going to. Yeah, thank you. I apologize for that. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, my hometown is uh, Potawatomi. Try that the first time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, he's saying he's not going to do anything about it. He's not going to enforce this. This is bull crap. So uh, how's the reaction been from not only citizenry, but to also law enforcement? Well, I'll tell you, they had the rally, uh, hundreds of people there. Um, no one was cited, and there were police officers everywhere. And I'll tell you, we have the Albuquerque police chief who who is under a Democrat mayor there. We have a Democrat sheriff in Bernalillo County, um, and we have a Democrat district attorney, all of whom have said they are not going to either enforce or prosecute any citations issued under this public health order because it is clearly unconstitutional. And, uh, and on top of that, we have a, a slew of lawmakers from her own side that are asking her to rescind the order. Um, we're not doing that. We're, we're not asking. We're going to court, and we're going to get a temporary restraining order and injunctive relief and put a stop to this nonsense. Now, I think the reason this happens, and, and I'd love to hear your theory on it, I think it's a trial balloon. I think what she's doing is a trial balloon, a signal to the Democrat Party. To be honest, I really do. I think that she has decided to, uh, you know, Joe Biden used COVID to uh, enact all sorts of restrictions on our personal freedoms. Uh, I think that she's floating this since Joe Biden was so successful at usurping the First Amendment, suspending the First Amendment. She decided to try with the Second Amendment using the same sort of emergency powers while ignoring the real epidemic of violence, which has happens one or two shootings at a time in places like Chicago all weekend. But she is not targeting gun owners who have their guns illegally. She's targeting conceal and legal, uh, 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 unconcealed or uh, uh, open carry, or people who have what they call weapons of war, which are very rarely used in murder, but they are the only weapons that people would use if they want to defend themselves against an abusive government. That's what I think. I think this is a trial balloon. I think that she, she was floating this to see how far it would go, and I think there are other people involved in it, and I think our reaction to it is going to determine how far this goes. Do you think she's going to be impeached? Um, you know, I don't know that. It starts in the House, so that's going to be up, the, up to the House to see if they get it over to the Senate side, but we'll take a close look at that if that ever comes to the Senate side. But what I will tell you is if this is a, tri if this is a trial for her, um, I think that New Mexico is going to pass it with flying colors and send a message not only uh, to this executive, uh, but to other governors across the nation, including Gavin Newsom and, and, those, and, and those cohorts, to uh, if they are planning on doing similar actions like this, that the American people and the citizens of New Mexico certainly are not going stand, to stand for that. When she did this, when she announced this on Friday during that presser, uh, what did you and your colleagues say? Did you sit there with your mouth agape like, you've got to be kidding me, or what? Uh, you know, I was just dumbfounded by, by it. In that press conference, um, she admitted to violating her oath of office. Uh, she admitted to the fact that um, the criminals were not very likely to follow this health order at all. It, it, was, it was just surreal to watch it being uh, talked about on television 
in that way. It was, uh, well, what is the purpose then? But we all know the purpose. Uh, the purpose is essentially just a gun grab. Um, it is a, a method of control over the people of New Mexico. And like you said, maybe just a test, uh, a test for to, to be taken uh, across the country. But uh, I'm going to tell you, well, we're going to pass this test in New Mexico. I love it, bro, because this is really important. And I apologize for calling you bro. I should call you senator. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I have a feeling you're cool with bro. Um, here's some other orders, uh, part of this order. The regulation and licensing the division to conduct monthly inspections of licensed firearm dealers to ensure compliance, compliance with all sales and storage laws. That sounds jackbooted thug-like. Other things, they're going to test wastewater for illegal substances such as fentanyl at schools. What the hell is that all about? Also, the Department of Health to compile and issue a comprehensive report on gunshot victims representing presentations at New Mexico, which shall include demographic demographic data of gunshot victims, age, gender, race, ethnicity, data on gunshot, victims' health care outcomes, the brand and caliber of the firearm used, the general circumstances leading to the to the injury, impact of gunshot victims on New Mexico's health care System. They want to go after the gun manufacturers like Democrats are trying to do all over the country. Um, that's the truth. That's what they want to do. It's it's kind of amazing in that they're unique. They're gonna they're gonna compile all this racial data. And uh, I'll tell you a little known fact about New Mexico is we're a, we're a, a majority minority state. So we have approximately fifty three percent of the population in this state uh, is minorities, uh, including me. I'm a Hispanic. And uh, I'll tell you what, so their data is going to show that there is a, a slanted number of minorities um, being affected by gun violence. But what they won't tell you is that, that we are the majority in this state. And, uh, yeah. you know, so talk about, talk about only giving half the story. Yeah, uh, it also says a prohibition of, of firearms on state property, including state buildings and schools. Also includes other spaces of education where children gather. What that does, by the way, when you have a firearms not allowed, firearm free zone, it broadcasts that you don't have the ability to protect yourself uh, because we don't have guns if you do, which is the dumbest damn thing ever, by the way. Uh, and then also the Children, Youth, and Families Department to immediately suspend the Juvenile Detention Alternative Initiative and evaluate juvenile juvenile probation protocols, whatever the hell that means. But it sounds like, uh, for lack of a better expression, she's had this idea locked and loaded for a while. Well, it certainly doesn't It doesn't seem like it was a shoot-off-the-hip kind of uh, kind yes. of action. It looks like uh, yes. this was well-planned, and uh, they had their course of action they were going to take. And uh, honestly, I think, it's, I think it's more than backfired already. Um, you know, when, when your own people are coming after you at this point, um, I think they, it was just a, a, gross, uh, a gross error on their part, thinking that the populace in this state was going to put up with that. I love it, man. I really love it. And I appreciate that you you appeared on the show today. I did notice that uh, Representatives uh, Stephanie Lord and John Block called for the impeachment on Saturday. Are you guys meeting about that? Have you met? Did you meet yesterday? Uh, what's the process right now? 
You know, um, I, I have we have not met on that. What I will tell you is during a committee hearing, um, the question was asked for the process of impeachment. As I stated before, that um, that impeachment process does start in the House. It starts with an inquiry there, and uh, then it must pass the House's threshold uh, to be introduced at, at all to the Senate. Um, so we're not at that point yet. I think that's going to be quite a hurdle to get across, um, but, but that's what's, uh, what's being looked at. Well, uh, she certainly needs to uh, to receive, a, I guess, a, a legislative smackdown with regard to this. By the way, we are on in Albuquerque at KDO, KDAZ, by the way, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. So we're really, uh, we, we consider certainly the uh, people of Albuquerque and the surrounding area very, very valuable to our listenership. But uh, right now, you guys are kind of, you've been thrust into the forefront of the Second Amendment, the battle that, uh, that we're facing. And uh, we're all hoping and believing that the the good will prevail and it sounds like this proposal by this government governor if it won't precipitate her exit from office uh it's going to be very clear that new mexico has no patience for this nonsense i think you're exactly right uh we're uh we're a traditional community here um that values uh, uh outdoor activities which include hunting and uh and that's a, a big part of our culture in this state um, you know, this this puts a bar on a lot of that, and and really just uh, it's it's a bad uh, it's a bad uh, um, path to follow along, yeah. and so it's I just, think it's, the people it, aren't going to put up with it. I've never heard anything like it, and this needs to effectively end her career if it doesn't Im- involve removing her from office. But I appreciate your time today, and uh, and Godspeed, and and uh, best of luck to you. Where can people find you on social media, Senator Gregory Baca? Uh, they can find me at Baca for Senate NM. So BACA uh, for Senate MM on, uh, on, uh, on social media. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, you have a good day. Uh, Matt Gates is accusing the ATF of retaliating against a Florida congressional whistleblower. Matt Gates accused the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms of explosives and explosives of retaliating against a whistleblower who testified to Congress. Remember when that happened with the IRS? They went after Matt, Ga- or Matt Ta- Taibbi after he... Uh, he testified to Congress. He went and visited his house on a Saturday. Yeah, you remember what I said about her? She said, uh, conduct monthly inspections of licensed firearm dealers in New Mexico. Yeah, it's the same stuff, man. It's using the heavy hand, the jackboot of government to threaten people. In a letter to ATF Director Steve Dettelbach, Gates uh, can, uh, claimed that ATF agents once again aggressively targeted and harassed one of my constituent federal firearms licensees, Chris Smith of Gust, Gulf Coast Gun. Smith had testified in front of Congress alleging ATF mistreatment, and he's been harassed by the ATF ever since. Really? Gates is accusing ATF agents of stalking Smith and his business. In addition to a violation of federal law, the ATF showed up uninvited to the home of Christian O'Brien, Chris's store manager, without making an appointment, and he does not have business hours. Christian does not sell firearms or perform any business on behalf of Gulf, Gulf Coast Gun. Christian was not home at the time, so agents called him and told him, don't worry, we know where you work. This kind of stalking is unwarranted, and I'm going to tell you armed agents of the ATF, the FBI, and other law enforcement supposed agencies of the federal government, if you're going to bed down with this crap, you need to, uh, you need to consider doing something else for a living. All right? If you're going to use your politics to guide the, the, uh, uh, the lawful ability to, to own firearms, you need to find something else to do for a living because... Uh, 
you know, if you if you're just doing this because you're following orders, and, and if you if you disagree with it, you need to tell somebody. You need to whistleblow it. And if you're down with it, you might want to reevaluate yourself. Uh, let's take a break and come back uh, on the way. Jennifer Grandholm decides to uh, to tout the benefits of EVs by driving an entourage of EVs across the United States. And guess how it worked out? Yeah, that. This is the Rob Carson Show. You know, I'm going to have to whip out my. Uh, uh, establishment Republican theme song here in one second. I will. Just give me a second. Uh, the House GOP, this is according to the uh, the Washington Examiner, uh, Quinn Hillier has written this uh, piece. House GOP would dig its own grave by rushing to impeach Biden. Uh, one of the worst mistakes political movements can make, at least in a constitutional republic, is the error of overkill. In that light, it would be monumentally stupid for House Republicans to rush in into an impeachment of Joe Biden. Here's the theme song. There you go, right there. Well, I know we impeached uh, Donald Trump twice for nothing. And there's copious evidence, and everybody knows that Joe Biden is crooked. But for God's sake, let's continue to be complete wusses like we have been. Honestly, there is ample evidence to impeach Joe Biden. It is the he. If you look at the uh, trail of uh, evidence, bank records, deposits, quid pro quo, Ukraine, mayor of Moscow's, or the wife, uh, widow, I should say, uh, you know, 1023 forms, uh, IRS whistleblowers, please. No more Marcus of Queensberry rules when we're in the MMA fighting ring, okay? Nonsense. The, this, is, this is Kevin McCarthy thinking, although Kevin, Kevin, like I mentioned earlier, uh, kind of behaved like the Grinch. The Grinch at Christmas time, because between uh, Friday and today, uh, uh, apparently uh, Kevin McCarthy's testicles grew three times ti- three times in size that night. So apparently, there's been a little bit of that instead of his heart. I know the visual is not very nice, but anyway. So uh, there's that. Listen to this. This is hilarious. Jennifer Granholm is cute as a bu- uh, cute as a bug's ear, but as dumb as a box of rocks without the rocks. Set out on a four-day road trip this summer. The trip was to prove the worth of Biden's uh, administration spending on uh, investing in electric vehicles. Electric cars have a road problem, even for the Secretary of Energy. You know, you know who wrote that? NPR's Kamala Damanisky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so electric cars have a road trip problem. The trip revealed immediately that the system was not ready to handle what they uh, have to deal with now, much less with the number of vehicles that we would need to cope with uh, the long uh, to compete uh, you know, over the switchover if they want. Now, uh, her caravan of EVs, including a luxury Cadillac Lyric, or Lyric, Lyric, it's called a Lyric. Okay, if you have, a, if you have an SUV called a Lyric, stop it. Really? A hefty Ford F-150, which, by the way, they can't give away. You know why? Because they don't tow anything, and you can have no payload in them because the battery dies. It has no range. Yeah. And the affordable Bolt electric utility vehicle was planning to fast charge in Groveton, a suburb of Augusta, Georgia. Her advance time realized they were going to, uh, there weren't going to be enough plugs to go around. 
like at Joe Biden's White House. One of the station's four chargers were broken. The other one were occupied. So an energy department staffer tried to park a non-electric vehicle by one of the working chargers to reserve a spot. Well, the spot well yeah that didn't go down very well a gas-powered car blocking the only free spot for a charger uh, in fact the family was boxed out on a sweltering day with a baby in the vehicle so upset they decided to call the police yeah so they weren't uh, there weren't enough chargers to deal with the demand and they tried to block out other people to reserve a spot for grand home at the fast charger that screams entitlement and thinking they get to do it because of their power here's i had a conversation at my old toyota dealership and the manager we're going to have him on next week mike he knows a lot about this toyota is making a brilliant move and you're going to see some uh, and this is not a, an advertisement for toyota Next year, some of the biggest vehicles that Toyota has are becoming hybrid. Right now, the Tundra is hybrid. It's a massive truck. It is as big as a, you know, a Dodge uh, 1500, I guess, maybe bigger. Hybrid, 23 miles a gallon. So it burns gas, has an electric motor as well. Kaboom. They're doing the same thing with the Land Cruiser and the 4Runner. They're going to have the same power, more torque, unbelievable gas mileage. And with all of those four-wheel vehicles, you don't have to worry about a charging station when you're off-roading in the middle of Moab. All right? EVs are for posers. They are for commuter cars and golf carts. That's it. Hybrid or gas is the future of America. That's it. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. An epic show. If you want to hear the podcast, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. We're winning, guys. Uh, things are good. Keep a smile on your face. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.